0: talk about family, we got Everything I you standing by side And now you with Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 34, the turbocharged prelude to
1: Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Harpoon Brewing Company. <laughs> love beer, love life since 1986. Wonderful.
0: Uh, I mean, it's it's not a Corona but it's very fitting.
1: I mean, you know, we like to drink here, and and um, harpoon hit us up. They said, you know, we we know you're doing the second Fast and the Furious minute. We you, know you that, know what that I just minute, realized, what? and
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you. We right. were just talking before we came on. You know, who our sponsor? You because know, we have so many sponsors that we could choose from. Right? Like we're Some, you know, sometimes we have, sometimes sponsors. we have choices. Sometimes yeah. we have choices. And there were there were sponsors who sponsored the turbocharged prelude. We didn't even consider those. We're just like the minute because we were just talking about the minute. It's all about the minute, baby. Even though the point of this episode, the reason we're doing a bonus episode, is to talk about the prelude. We're like, yes. no, 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 no. Turbocharged
1: prelude. Forget you. We're going well, to the sponsor. Harpoon knew that they wanted to be a sponsor of Fast and Furious, the original, because of all the harpoons in the beginning. Yep, yep. You know, we thought. They, they called me. They were like, hey, we were watching the second minute of the movie. We saw a lot of harpoons. <laughs> Do you want to put it in that? I was like, I can do it, guys. I mean, twist my arm, but sure. I
0: guess we will accept a brewery as a sponsor, I guess, if we have to. I, get,
1: I guess. So we're talking about the six-minute
0: short film between The Fast and the Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious. There's a lot of deleted scenes. There's commentaries. Like I was looking at the Blu-rays because I don't think that these, unless I missed it, I don't think that this, because I have the yeah. VHS copy of the first two movies. yes blu-ray copy of the first two movies the steel book of blu-ray of the first movie and the 4k of the first two movies and I don't think on any of those unless I missed it this video I think you exists. Did.
1: and I think and I think you know where it is and I think Brian mentioned this to us he said like it was on like the beginning of the second movies, like VHS. Oh, remember, I
0: could have watched it. Okay.
1: I remember because when we were talking to him about it, he yeah. said like, "Oh, it starts with that." Like he asked if we had seen it, and then he said like, "I think, I think the VHS starts with this."
0: There was something, and I don't know if it was this or 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 maybe the next bonus episode that we're doing, which is Los Bandoleros. I don't remember. There was something that was on a disc in the, like, seven Blu-ray box set, I think, that there's, like, a okay. bonus disc in there or something like that, which you know what that means. I have to buy that either the box set or the disc because <laughs> I got to own it all. Completionist, I, I don't I know. Get it. We found this on YouTube. There's a couple versions of this on YouTube. Uh, So we watched it there. It's like six minutes and 12 seconds or something. I think that even includes the closing credits. We're going to talk about it, but before we get there, we're not going to do a full intro episode sort of thing because we just did that last week. We're going to do it again next week. We're just going to do a few select things. So we're not going to do extracurricular activities, so we'll get to that. We do have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash... Oh, here. Okay, this is important. I'm going to remind people of next week, too. Last week, what I did, and I think I might do it again when I remember when I'm able to do it, as a bonus to our patrons, a.k.a. Cassie, as a bonus to Cassie, <laughs> for people at the $5 tier and above, if you cannot get enough Too Fast Too Forever, oh my what God. I did was that oh I God. edited the intro part, which is from the beginning to the time we take a break and bring in the guest. So it's like a 40-minute chunk or whatever. And I put that up there like a week early. Yeah,
1: because we usually so, record about a week early.
0: Yeah, so if you want that stuff four, five, six days early. If you want that intro segment, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash forever. If you don't mind waiting, that's fine too. You can also still kick us a couple bucks. But what I'm also going to put up there, and this is going to get to the, the one of the things that we're doing almost next. I'm also going to put up the document exclusive for Patreon donors. Exclu- exclu- world exclusive, Pete Tong. The Fast and Furious Minute document. The in-progress document, if you're a patron at any level, you're going to have access to this.
1: And you'll get to see all of my neurotic number saving.
0: I do want to let you know, we're going to do a little bit of email today, we're going to do more email on the next episode. Wes wrote in two emails he wrote in, because last episode, if you'll remember, Joe, we were very concerned that Mr. Wes... Did not write in. We're like, is he is he okay? Did he does he hate us? What's you mean going Mr. On? Mrs. West? Mr. Mrs. West. Yes, he wrote in just a couple days later. He's, no, know, I we'll do get remember. to that in a second. But then oh, he cool. wrote in again, and we're not going to get to this email today. We're going to do it in the next episode. But That's just fine. so you know, he is very high on the Fast and Furious minute. He is all about it. Oh, he likes so, it. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. So good if you are like Mr. Mrs. West and you want to check out this in-progress document that we're making read only don't get crazy check out our patreon page patreon.com slash too fast to forever we also have an email address here in the show family at cage we're going to read one email because this yeah. is essentially about the last lap and so before we get too okay, crazy cool. down the future we're yeah. going to read another lap in the books from mr and mrs west west hampton okay what up Fam, I Fly hope West I'm driving. not getting this in too late to make it in episode one of lap four. I emailed them. I was like, "Good news, bad news, bad news, too late. Good news, bonus I'm episode. Can do a bonus episode. Can I get it on there." But I wanted to wait and write until I listened to the latest thrilling chapter of "You Are My Lifespan." <laughs> it was emotional, exciting, and confusing all at once. Good job on the voices show.
1: They Thank make you. me feel uncomfortable with each chapter. Keep it up. <laughs> I, I really hope that because we didn't know what was happening, but like, you know, we recorded it first and then we just sent Mike the lines and we were just it like, could Mike, not have just, worked out better. just read these lines. So like, if you listen to it, Mike's delivering the lines and he has no context of how they're being said. Yeah, so Mike they, doesn't know the chapter. He doesn't know how we read lines. He doesn't know what leads into it or what
0: comes from it. We're just like, no. just read these lines. I was like, if you want to give us a couple takes. Uh, he might have done a couple takes. I don't know. He gave us one one reading of each take, which was great. Those that that's what you heard,
1: and it was amazing. It just worked beautifully. Like I couldn't. It feels. It feels like it keeps the essence of the of the fan fiction, right? Like for the character to not really know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. so You know, I, like,
0: I I would love a world, you know, Toy Story 4 coming out this summer, now starring Keanu Reeves. Oh. Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks, two podcasts here on the network. Damn. And you know how Toy Story, the premise of Toy Story, is that, like, once the kid goes away, the toys come to life, right? Yeah. I would love a Toy Story equivalent of a fan fiction, where once nobody's thinking about it, like, Dom wakes up, he's like, what the fuck is going on in this world? Like, <laughs> this is not the world that I know. This is, this is not consistent with the characters. Or is it too consistent with the characters? Like, I want to yeah. see a Toy Story version... <laughs> Of the fan fiction where it's like this inconsistent or new take on the characters on the situation, just be like, "What? Where am I?" We do and like full
1: time time loop reboot type thing. Yeah, like Dom yeah. wakes up and he's like, "Oh shit! I didn't get arrested there. It was just a bad dream." And then like we go on like another adventure from the beginning. Yeah, well it's like a tiny whiny alternate timeline break off into a different thing. Yeah, and this is
0: where you know it's Dom and like Johnny Tram just around. He's not dead after all. It's just like <laughs> what? Okay,
1: exactly. Yeah. I would love that, too. Oh, God. I, I don't know how you do that. Like, I don't know if that's animated. I don't know. What. Maybe... I so I so want to animate these once. Like, I, I want to do the, like, cartoon YouTube thing where, like, we get somebody to animate them, and it's our reading yeah. of it. Yeah, But, like, you can see that. Oh, God. There's I a guy so who's done a plans. couple really, really good clips of how this get
0: made. He's animated them, and he's put them up, and they're just so good. And sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast, not ours, but, like, other ones, and I hear really funny parts, I'm like, I wish that I had the skills to be able to animate this because I love this yes. one chunk or whatever so exactly. much. Yeah. that I can sort of see how I would do it, but I don't have the ability or the knowledge or the, the tools or whatever. It always to reminds do me it. of
1: the of the scene of, of Badger talking about Star Trek in, yeah. like, in Breaking Bad and then somebody animated it and it's just like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, so
0: this actually reminds me, it's it's similar to Badger, unrelated. Actually Badger is in the new movie Brightburn, which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, go check out Brightburn if you want to see What If Superman but evil. Um, that's kind of cool. Interesting. Evil okay. kid. Like essentially young young Clark. Evil okay. Kid. More important, go see Booksmart. Booksmart is incredible. I love Booksmart. I adore Booksmart. Anyway, sort of like Badger doing Star Wars animated. Kevin Feige is in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of the phases, in terms of like planning and plotting and when everything comes out. He has confirmed that Michael Peña, who was in two Ant-Man movies, has done his, yes. one of his like, famous recaps, because in both movies he does like this thing like, okay, cool, yes, so this I know. Or yeah, this guy whatever. He said that there's a video that exists of him recapping the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I very desperately want to oh see because I think that will be great.
1: Yeah, I like those parts of Ant Man because he's like then the, the, then the guy and then yeah, I like those. And parts. he
0: doesn't—he knows everything, but doesn't really know anything. It's kind of like yes. you, where it's like it's that actor from that one scene in CSI. I'm like I don't—I don't know, man, or like STU. <laughs> it's like I don't—I have no—I have no basis for your references. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay, back to Wes's email. Just a few things this week. Here are my relap recap observations. Okay. Joe, I thoroughly enjoy getting updates about your bread process, and so does Mrs. Wes. She doesn't really have much experience baking bread, so she was very able to be or very happy to be able to give at least some assistance.
1: She'd helped a lot. She she definitely helped a ton.
0: According to her, everything she knows about baking bread she learned from Paul Hollywood on Great British Bake Off.
1: Ooh. She, she also
0: says thanks for the shout outs. She hasn't listened to the podcast. And again, why would she? Why would yeah, she? Yeah, exactly. To this? Who would? Go ahead. So I have to relay them to her, but that's okay, because I don't bake or read her Instagram messages, so she has to tell me what you message her about. It's
1: okay. an interesting connection we all have going now. It is. It's just a big family, man. That's what I wanted from the beginning, so... You're just sliding into her DMs. Well, I mean, about bread. Like, here's a picture of the bread that I made. So, yeah, non-creepily. You guys were wondering if people
0: outside the New England area, me specifically, know the Poconos. I do... But definitely not in the same way you guys do. On the one hand, I've heard about it because Mrs. Wes's family is from Pennsylvania. Makes Harrisburg sense. and Pittsburgh area, which we knew about. We yeah. knew that she was a pirate or a Pittsburgh sports fan. Yeah. so on and so forth.
1: Because she had the Steelers mm-hmm. stuff, cookies and stuff. Yeah.
0: But I'm most familiar with the Poconos due to several mentions of it in the show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and the ah. ridiculous way that Mac pronounces it, which I think is like the, the pookie news, maybe? I'm trying to think. Like, he, like, tries to class it up like it's I a think very classy so. place.
1: It makes sense. That would be funny.
0: It's not a Philly accent. I'm not really sure what it is, to be honest, but it sticks in my
1: memory. And so maybe I'll look on YouTube and see if I can find it and put it in here. I think that he's um that he's trying to say it like, like it's a classy place because, like, a lot of people in Pennsylvania think right. like, the Poconos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's And I'm just imagining him saying it. He's just Poconos. trying to fit in with the crowd. Yeah, he's, like, trying to be high class about it.
0: Joey, when I brought up Time Crimes and Nacho Vigolando, you mentioned that you saw him at Fantastic Fest one year, and so did I. I've never attended the actual festival, but they used ah. to do a free Fantastic Arcade component at the old Highball, which is the bar next door. And the first year, I think, he says, I attended a panel about narrative writing for video games, and he was one of the panelists.
1: Oh, that's I cool. I had no
0: idea who he was at the time, but he was so charismatic and fun to listen to. That I was immediately curious about his movies. Shortly after that, a friend of mine started a podcast called Short Story Long, and his first episode was a rambling two-hour interview with Nacho. Whoa, that's cool. That's very cool. There was a great section where he talks about some wild theory he has about time travel and Tarantino's Death Proof. I can't for the life of me remember the specifics, but all I remember is wondering how he ever drew those conclusions, and wow, I can't believe this kind of makes sense." Unfortunately, I don't think it's still available, but it has a wild insight into how his mind works. If you're interested, I can text his text my friend and see if he still has the MP3 that he can send me or put on Google Drive or something. Well, Wes, official request, I would love to hear that MP3. So that over here.
1: Yeah. Send it. So
0: Fantastic Arcade is cool. I don't remember if I emailed Wes back about this because I sent him, you know, when I said good news, bad news, but there's Fantastic Fest, which I'd gone to four or five years, and it's all the movies like in the movie theater. But next yeah. door, there's a the highball, which is just like a regular bar that they do karaoke in that they have events in during Fantastic Fest. But then there's also this like, it's kind of like a semi outdoor seating area. Uh, that's the best, easiest way to describe it. Okay. But they fill it with arcade games, like actual arcade consoles, but like indie games that are maybe possibly one day going to go to like Steam or Xbox Live or PSN or something like that. So
1: like what? Give me an example.
0: Like, I don't know that any of them really... They never existed as an arcade game. No, They're... they're like new games that people have made.
1: Oh, so they're like $5... Xbox yeah, they're, like, downloadable games. games. Yeah, so, like, okay, okay.
0: like, last year's games included stuff like What the Golf, Paper Planet Pop, Splunky 2. There's two parts of Fantastic Arcade. There's, like, this indie game thing in the front, and then there's actual, like, there's another Pac-Man. thing. Maybe, maybe there's Spelunky 2 at the front, I don't know. But in the back, they, like, have, they've had, like, Sony come with, like, official PlayStation games that oh. aren't out yet that they can you can sort of play early there. So. Oh, that's cool. It's a whole okay. cool idea. I yeah, mean, I'm always idea. there. I, was still, I I might have emailed this to Wes because I was saying to him that, like, You know, I just spent two hours watching a movie. I'm about to spend another two hours watching a movie. Kind of the last thing I want to do is like stare at a screen and play a game, but Uh, I sort of have poked around. You know, I'm definitely up for the family viewing party. Let me know when it is and I'll see what I can do about tuning in. I feel like we're always busy, but with enough time, we can probably make it happen. Well, I think our plan is to... Do it for the fourth movie.
1: I've looked it up, and it has to be one that's like on Netflix or Hulu or something. You know, that's true. It's part of the deal. Yeah. So
0: maybe we'll do Tokyo Drift. Maybe we'll do it on June 11th ish or June Tuesday, June 11th. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
1: We'll figure it out. We'll email you Wes with details. And this is like a long term plan. I mean, like we could do it next lap too. It's not like pressing, you know. So
0: last thing, we finally saw Point Break last weekend. Alamo was doing a buy one get one (sighs) free for a 35 millimeter screening, and of course, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to finally see what was essentially the blueprint for the Fast and Furious for the first time on the big
1: screen. Via Condidos, Wes. Via Condidos.
0: Our initial takeaways were that it was great and so crazy and fun and very 90s. I can't believe it took us so long to see it, but I'm glad we finally
1: did. It's really funny that he went to go see it last weekend because I was rewatching Point Break last week because I felt like a jonesing to like rewatch it. Utah. Young, dumb, full of cum.
0: Get me too. <laughs> I can definitely see a lot of similarities with the Fast and Furious 1, however, it was not so close
1: plot-wise as I was expecting based on what I've heard. Yeah. It's not. It's really not. It's close. It's just not the same thing.
0: I expected it to pretty much follow the same beats as the first movie, but there were some glaring differences which I won't go into here. I did notice a few more specific things, though. There are a couple scenes of several characters drinking Coronas. Yes, I know. And when Johnny yeah. Utah first tries to convince Tyler to teach him to surf, he goes to talk to her at a job, which I immediately recognize as Neptune's Net, where Brian and Dom have an intense conversation about paying for shrimp. And also, I think where Wes and Mrs. Wes went, right? Yeah, they went there. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. told me. Johnny's also a terrible FBI agent, maybe only marginally better than Brian in some respects, (laughs) but at least Brian (laughs) used a semi-fake name when he went undercover. That's it for this time. Hopefully this makes it in before you record, but if not, I guess I'll get you next time. Love you guys like a sister slash mother. Until next time, stay (laughs) furious, Wes.
1: I'm so glad he used the sister slash mother at the end. Yeah, I'm glad Wes wrote in. Thanks for writing in, brother. It's always ah, good makes to hear very happy you. that he writes that in, that he fun. listens, that he writes in. Same. If you want to
0: write in family at keedsclub.me, I talked. To, I told you about this. I don't know if it was on this podcast or if it was on a different one or maybe just offline, but I saw Point Break in theaters in Austin with a live score played by the Great White Caps, which is a yes, surf, you did say surf band yeah. from Pennsylvania. They played at the Alamo uh, the one on 6th Street, Ritz, play like an hour of surf music over it, and it's awesome, and I emailed them, or I, fi- and I Facebook messaged them, I was just like, hey, have you ever thought about putting the score out, you know, as like oh, a two hour thing, idea. I would pay for it, and they never responded, you know, I don't know if they legally aren't allowed to do that, or just like, you know, whatever, but I would love to see that again, they they do it from time to time, but very, very cool, if you can ever get to hear the great white caps do their live score of Point Break, go do it. Yeah. And also just watch Point Break. Yeah, Point Break's awesome. And then Wes also sent in a car picture, which we'll do next episode because he did not include one in the next email for that reason. So we will get to that okay. next time when we get to it. Perfect. Uh, we're going to skip On the Streets. We're going to skip New Lap Observations because those are all things. But now, before we talk about the Turbocharged Prelude, Joe, let us talk about the Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 2. Here you go.
1: Just packed up a real money load and it's coming your way. The barrage is on the side of the truck... I the deal.
0: We get our first line of dialogue, Joe. That's the, that's my big takeaway. We get one line of dialogue in this scene. Uh, I had to go and I had to I had to I had to watch it with subtitles to make sure I got it right. And actually, believe it or not, Joe, what? the subtitles have different dialogue than what he says. It's
1: so strange. <laughs> it's like from like, okay. the, from
0: the first line. And I know that's not <laughs> terribly uncommon, but first line. The first line. The it's
1: the, it's the very first line. And these also have been out fifty thousand times. So, like, did you watch it on Blu-ray, like a new one? Uh, no, I watched just whatever subtitles, whatever the default subtitles were on
0: the on the video that we had. So I don't know.
1: Okay, so maybe on the maybe on the DVD they're fixed. Go ahead.
0: The guy who says we don't know, we never see his first face. First of all,
1: first of all, crane number nine fifty one passes. Oh, okay. Very, very excited. Very important. Very exciting. Very important. Yeah.
0: The guy who has the first line of dialogue in this entire franchise, someone whose face we never know. Maybe it's someone we know down the line. I don't know. Who? Kn- but I he says. Know. Just packed up a real money load and it's coming your way. Look for Rogers on the side of the truck and don't forget my share of the deal. But in the subtitles it says on the truck's side instead of the side of the truck. Wildly different interpretation. Yes. Can you believe how different these two are?
1: I don't know how that how that got through. Whew. They should have definitely cleaned it up. That's that's worse than the cup in Game of Thrones. To we be
0: know honest. that there was a coffee cup and then there's a water bottle in the finale. Yes. They, they did yeah. it twice. So Yeah, they did
1: it twice. I <laughs> want to know this guy's story. I want
0: to know who he is. I want to know if he comes back. I want to know if he's talking to Dom on the phone. I wanna he has know. to be talking
1: to Dom, right? He has Probably. to be talking to Dom.
0: But also, it's like, you know, this is something that I know that you were looking for with the uh, license plates and stuff. He doesn't tell the license plates. It just says, look for Rogers on the side.
1: But it's not like Rogers has one truck. They had 50 million. The whole truck yard said Rogers. Yeah. So, so that's terrible guidance. Sh- terrible, terrible guidance. Maybe they knew like the spot that it was coming through type situation, you know, like it, it'll come down this road at this time. But still,
0: it's going to be like, look for Rogers with like the green cab and the white, you know, or like the graffiti on the yeah. back or like what? There's got to be a more identifiable marker. And I understand that they're just saying this for the ease of the,
1: the narrative here in the first line of the movie, but at the same time, it's not helpful. On, yeah, that's true. On, the, on that note, on the side of the cab, Rogers Transportation Services, Santa Fe Springs, California... Phone number is 888-555-0132, and the truck's ID number is ID number 34. This is the coolest part to me, 6789-6, because my birthday is 689. Oh. So that's like a very important number to me. So to see it on the beginning of the truck, I mean, my and seven's a cool number, you know, I play a lot of craps. So 6789-6, repeating the 6, that's why, I mean... You know, we were talking and you saw me catch that number. You heard me catch that number. And I was like, oh, my God, if this is real. And it was.
0: <laughs> we then smash cut to that street that I think you looked up on one episode, like where that is. Right. You didn't you look up this location or was it not this location.
1: The, oh, the exit, like Shore Drive or whatever. Yeah. And it's like an industrial park. Yeah. I looked that up on a previous uh, like because they take the egg. They're going to take the exit. Do we see that in this minute? No, I don't think
0: so. No, I, think... I don't think so. I think it just I think it's this it's this road that I think we've looked up because it's like that industrial sort of area.
1: But we don't see the exit for no. like and not in this minute because I would have caught the the signs. I would have tried to read them. Joe, you know? this is an action-packed minute.
0: Considering the first minute was 22 seconds of universal logo and then it was the the title card spinning and then we see a guy. Nothing yeah. really happens. Here we get the three cars, the three Hondas that was come up. Did you know that there's five people in these cars?
1: Yeah, because there's two cars with a driver and a harpoon. Right. And then there's a third
0: car, which is with nobody in the passenger seat. There might be somebody in the back seat, but I was trying to think, who are the five of the cars? You got Dom, you got Letty, you got Vince, you got Leon.
1: Yeah. It's not Jesse. Jesse would drive with them because that's at the end of the first movie. They say it feels wrong without Jesse here.
0: Oh, so he's the fifth one.
1: Yeah, so he's the fifth one cuz remember because they're like leaving and t- and Jesse took off with his Volkswagen, right? He takes off with it and then they go to do the job and and Leon and and Vince are like it doesn't feel right like we like we don't have Jesse and like Dom's like it'll work, it'll work, you know. Yeah. So Dom, Letty, Vince, Leon, Jesse. Yes. But yeah, so we have the three
0: cars, they have the the green underglow, the Honda Civics. Uh, We get the the dual harpoon. We get the one to take out the windshield. We get the other other one to like sort of tie to the belt and then get in the car. And then, you know, know, we're going to go back because I know you got more details, but like the the minute ends with
1: Vince, presumably, tying it to his belt and then jumping. As soon as he basically hits the front of the truck, it stops. The truck is a Freightliner truck. I don't know the model number. Its license plate number is BP147A5. And then on the side of it, the CA number, like I'm guessing that's like the California identification number, is six one one two. Okay. And the Department of Transportation number is five seven four two six I wonder if we're ever gonna get to a license plate that has like actual significance. Like these might
0: have significance that we don't know, but like a significance that we can decipher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. something
1: related to the movie. I don't think in the first movie. I don't think that like yeah, I don't know.
0: Well I think I mean you could also have, you know, Rob Cohen or whoever, like Oh, my wife's girlfriend or whatever. Yep, yeah, that's what just, I you know. That's
1: exactly what I thought. Yeah. The cool thing that I noticed by tracking the license plate is a huge incongruent. Like, like this doesn't make any sense. The first guy comes down, pulls the car in front of the truck, yep. harpoons the first harpoon, and kind of like pulls the chair out or something. Just like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It like doesn't stick. License plate of that Civic is 4DZR093. So then the second one, like, he kind of, like, moves to the right, and the second one comes up around the truck and lines up to take the second harpoon shot. It's the exact same Civic. I thought it was the one guy shooting both harpoons. I didn't think it was two cars. No, 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 no. If you watch it, because the first guy, he's still hanging out of the sunroof, and he pulls over to let the second car come up and around and make the second shot. But apparently, like, I'm taking a wild guess that that stunt driver was the one that was, like, drive up in front of the truck, slow in front of it, let them shoot the harpoon, and they just did the same thing twice, you know what I mean? I'm watching again right now to see here. So we have
0: the first car, which I'm yeah, guessing, do you think it's probably Dom in the lead car with Vince in the side? I think Dom would be
1: run, running second. I think okay. Dom would be, like, clean up. So he pulls off. Okay. Go ahead. Oh. Now watch, the second one pulls up. Well. The second one pulls around the thing, pulls in front, and then shoots the harpoon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's the same license plate number. So they use the exact same car. Huh to do it twice, yeah.
0: Because it's, it's a weird way that they cut, like, the one car goes in front and he pulls to the right and then they both go up and it, we don't exactly see it, but it seems like the car that was trailing from the right comes in front of the semi and then yes. the car that shot the harpoon sort of falls back. Yes. It might not be like that, but that's sort of what it, it, what it, what it implies, I think.
1: Yeah, it, and Also, if the first guy shot his harpoon, like, is he, like, carrying two harpoons and why is the other guy outside of the roof if he already shot his harpoon? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely like each guy had one harpoon, they went and shot the first one. The other guy comes in. He shoots the second one. That's what happened.
0: Do you think that this is a? a they need three cars for this? They've got to be stealing the truck, right? Because they're not loading up their cars with DVD players and TVs because they can't
1: fit a lot of those. They can't fit things in the Yeah, specifics. they have to steal the truck. That's what they do. So do they need three cars? I think so. I think that's the lowest number you can have in case something goes wrong. Right, okay. like you need at least two, and you need one guy to be like, if something goes wrong with the first two, he can help get you guys out of there. I think well, that's you can't have lowest like number.
0: two cars with two people in them. You don't think? No, because like so. So worst case scenario, like what we see at the end of the movie, right? Where like say there's Dom, say just say for instance, there's Dom and Vince in one car, right, and Letty and Leon in the other car, right? Yes, and Dom driving and Vince shoots the harpoon, and then Vince. Reloads or whatever Say And he shoots A second harpoon And he gets in the truck And then shit goes wrong Letty then pulls over And Leon gets From his car onto the trailer truck. Uh, You know, he's there to... And I guess you could also say, like, if something goes wrong with him, there's a third car with just the driver, so I don't know. I think you can maybe do the third car runs
1: distraction, though. He's, like, he's fucking with the truck from behind, but you need a third car to, like, to, like, watch the traffic behind you, make sure nobody's, like, coming up on your sides and stuff, because they're trying to fuck with the truck, right? Like, you need a guy that's, like... Quarterbacking in the back. And you also can't really fuck with a truck if you're going to steal the truck, right? Like you can't. Take and you, too can, much and you can't get your it. cars fucked up either. Like, right. like if somebody like saw somebody dicking around on the highway and they went to like pass them on the left and like plowed the back of a Civic, you know what I mean? This could be really bad for them. True. That's why I'm thinking three is the optimal number. It okay. makes sense to me. Well, we we did it, Joe. We
0: covered the second minute. Damn,
1: we did good. I think.
0: The next minute is going to be. Big. I wonder in what minute. I wonder if it's been at three or minute four or minute five. When, were, when are we going to see Brian? I don't know. It's soon. It's
1: I feel it. I feel it in my cockles.
0: It's not yet. Next episode, Too Fast, Too Furious,
1: Minute 3, coming at you. Okay. Anything else to say about this minute, or are we good? No, I think we're good. I think we got all of it. And if you want to see the document, subscribe on Patreon.
0: Even $1 a month gets you access to this document.
1: It's pretty comprehensive so far. We're, like, on, I mean, with spaces and stuff, we're, like, We're, o- we're over a, a page, page for two minutes. We're, we're over a page for two minutes, yeah. So the turbocharged prelude... For Too Fast, Too Furious, the reason we so were doing it. So neither of us had seen it, right? You didn't see no, it before, no. I didn't see it before. I was concerned, I was like, I was talking to you beforehand, and I was like, how long do you think we're going to be recording this episode, you know, stuff like that, and we we had no idea. And then I watched it and was like, not very long, which isn't true, but it didn't feel like it was going to be that long, right?
0: No, and like, a lap or two ago, Wes had written it and said there's two things in between, like, I think we had sort of known about it, but he's like, this first one, not great, said so Los Mandaleros, better. He's like, not okay. not you know, yeah. don't exp- don't have really, really high hopes, but like those Spanish is worth watching. He's like this first one, hmm. Eh. And so we that watched was the it. Thing.
1: There's nothing there's nothing of consequence in it. So
0: here's here's the, the text that comes on screen. Paul Walker returns in this electrifying short film that continues the action of the fast and the furious and takes you to the sizzling streets of Miami where too fast, too furious begins. Which, yeah, that kind is of. true. Kind of. But, so here's here's the big concern. This is uh, maybe a disclaimer, maybe not, I don't know. Because we watched it on YouTube, it felt like, like there's no dialogue. And, like, there's a part there's a part where he... No, 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 there race. isn't, because I
1: found another one on YouTube, and it was the same thing. So, okay. So don't so be... So I guess
0: like, yeah, there's no dialogue in six there's minutes. There's no and dialogue. it's
1: like, huh. It's just like a long montage, generally. It's like a long montage of Brian, at the end of one, you see him give the keys to Dom. Brian, like, running from the cops and trying to make it to Miami. And the only way he can get there is by race carring other people.
0: He's like haunted by the cause there's like this like montage He's like, I owe you a 10-second car. Here's like a couple times yes. and here's the keys. Like this, like he's like, oh no, like what and we also see like
1: Brian in like very like he's got his brown hair now. It's yes. no longer the bleach blonde. Black t-shirt. Which is kind of ironic because I was wearing the exact same black t shirt like as <laughs> I'm watching this. Because you know that this is like totally my speed too. So like yeah. I had a black t shirt front pocket, way too big.
0: What and I liked like, about this is that we see Brian's yellow house, his orange couch, and his blue bathroom? We will never see this again. We never saw this in the first movie. I also want to know what house this is because he's
1: if he's crouching. Oh, no, he was in, saying it, Harry. Autobody Shore. Yeah, like, in the first what, one. What, what? What house is this? I think it's like a like a hideaway or something. With, I'm guessing paid for by who? Dom? Me? I, I don't know, man. Maybe like somebody else in the racing scene, like Harry, maybe. Who knows? Right? Guess. Okay. Maybe it's Harry's house? Maybe. I d I I don't know. That's but, my big question. What is, we whose house him, is this? We see him it cuts it cuts back to the bathroom and um he hangs up his badge on the medicine cabinet and he like walks out and as he walks out the police like raid the house.
0: Well the the police get his mugshot, he's wanted. They're like, This is you know yes. someone as this the six minute video goes on, his face is in newspapers, his face is on TV, like he is this wanted <laughs> nationally wanted criminal for Aiding and abetting, I guess, Grand Theft Electronics? Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like, I don't...
1: Yeah,
0: and... And Accessory to Murder, maybe, I guess. But I don't know. It feels like it should be his face next to Dom's face, right? But it shouldn't just be Brian's face.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, in... Is it in 5? Where there's... Or maybe it's in 4? Where it's like Dom, Brian, and Mia, and they're the three of them on TV? And it's like, well, that makes sense, because they're like sort of the the ringleaders, in a sense, of this family. But to
1: just have Brian be on TV feels convenient for this little video. But they don't really know that it is Dom. Like, they didn't know that Dom was committing crimes. They know that Brian, like, let Dom get away and, like, was doing stuff. But, like, they never had the knowledge. Like, they still were building the case on Dom, right? So, like, they know Brian committed crimes, but they didn't know that Dom committed crimes. Yeah. Kind of thing. Get yeah. it? And plus, he was, like, a cop. Like, you want to catch the rogue cop first. Like, sure. Dom's just, like, a, a thief. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. So my big wow moment... Was. Go ahead. Minka Kelly. Yeah, I know. Holy shit, right?
0: Lila Lila Garrity from Friday Night Lights. skipping stuff. Well, I know know that, but I'm just saying my wow moment from this thing is Minka Kelly as... I was just like, oh, Jessica Alba looked like I was like, wait a minute. I know her.
1: Minka Kelly. Yeah, she looks just like Jessica Alba. I agree. I thought the same thing. What did I skip? Brian's driving a different car.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, of course... That's why I would skip it, because I don't know cars.
1: Yeah, he's so he's driving this, like, 94 Toyota Supra MK4 that's, like, red. No, that was the car that he gave away. Sorry. The car that he's driving, that he's racing with, is a Dodge Stealth. Okay. It it's a I've never dodge even Heard of a dodge stealth? We talked about it before because my, my one friend had one, and he huh. had a red dodge stealth, and I didn't know that it even applied to these movies because I'd never <laughs> seen this part. Mind yeah. blown. Yeah, mind blown. Totally. So he stops at the. Then he stops at the motel. He like wins like a race. He stops at a motel. He sleeps, wakes up, sees his girl. They're kind of like flirting, right? Well, she she sits down and then immediately after she sits down, two
0: cops come in and he's like, oh shit, cops, 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 cops. <laughs> yeah, the he's first, from the first movie, the tattoo <laughs> I know, I got it. that Aislinn has <laughs> down her arm. <laughs> yeah. He like hides his face in classic like,
1: don't let the cops see me and then he leaves and she's like, "Oh, by the way, if you were a cop and you're like in a diner and somebody's like like rubbing their face, oh yeah, wouldn't you be a little suspicious, right?" And also, it cuts away almost immediately. But you know, he goes outside. He's not playing low key because he's in like a very fancy Dodge like, tuner the car, the yeah, red Dodge right? Stealth, yeah. Like, this is an aggressive car. If you're looking for a guy that was, like, in the car racing scene, and you, like, walk into a diner, there's, like, a street racer outside.
0: And they he peels out. Like, it's not like he, like, slowly
1: backs yeah. out. Like, whatever. Like, the cops, like,
0: turn around. Turn. And then yeah. turn back to the counter. Like, oh, no. Who, who gives a shit? It's like, what?
1: Damn Korean teenagers. I guess they're not great cops. That's, that's no. the point. In all of California, apparently. I guess. If you're a California Highway Police officer, please write in family at cageclub.me. Whew, defend, your, Chips. defend your If You are a
0: member of Chips right in. <laughs> so he, he goes to the motel room. He goes out. He's about to go to his car. The cops are by his car. As he turns around, Minky Kelly walks by getting ice or whatever. He starts yeah. to hitchhike down the road.
1: Who, who, who stops to pick him up? Minky <laughs> Kelly. They get out of town. This is also very interesting to see that, like, he's like flirting with a girl cuz we know the the rest of the story right like we know that we get back to mia but like he's like entertaining Well i think this... just like
0: in, in in corporate parlance tv show corporate she's the one who is there and also she's been Proximity crush
1: gorgeous. yeah She's yeah, she's stupid hot. I agree.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't know. And then you know she's got a Mitsubishi of some kind, right? I thought she had a BMW. I don't. I didn't pay attention. Oh, I think it's I think I saw the. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think oh it's a Mitsubishi. It's a silver car of some kind. She lets him out at this like Asian owned. The only reason I said Asian owned because you know, Tokyo Drift is important. And there's, like, it's like, this, like, Korean family or whatever, and the dad's got a cowboy hat, and they're, like, here, like, all wordless because this is all just, like, weird score over top of it. Buy this fancy car. He's like, no, I want that car. Like,
1: this, like, dirty, beat-up thing in the back. But, but like, I know what it is. It's his skyline? It's a skyline, yeah. it's it's that's, That becomes his silver skyline of Too Fast, Too, Too Fur- Furious. Sorry, Too Fast, Too Forever is us, but... Right. Uh, ...of the second movie. What I love
0: about it is that it's, you know driver's side on the right side that it's just in this like little
1: lot
0: and then he also finds a garage somewhere between california and miami that he just is able to like use and like completely like tune up his car and spray paint his car and he must do like days of work that are, are condensed to like 30 seconds
1: yeah there must be and i was thinking about it like how realistic that is and i was like you know what like i bet that if you came to a garage and you were like hey can like i trade you some like Work time for garage time. I think that you could get away with it. You know what I mean? Like in a small garage. Like if you were like, "Hey, dude, can like I use one of your bays at night?" And like I'll do a couple days worth of like oil changes here. I think a guy would be like, "Yeah, that works." You know? Yeah. That seems like a thing that like garage type of things would do.
0: Yeah, I think I don't want to classify all garage owners, but I feel like if you because he's finding the races from city to city, right? Like he's able to find the underground street races. I feel like and if you, can you pull find up a car that's
1: kind of like a race car, yeah,
0: yeah, you can find a garage. That it's someone who's not necessarily doing illegal things, but will turn turn a blind eye to a criminal or a
1: wanted person or whatever. You know what I mean? Like exactly, because like all the street racers are are always criminals, right? Like by definition, if you're street racing, you're a criminal. Oh, also the twist of the Minka Kelly thing
0: is that she knew who he was. She has oh, the newspaper yeah. in his car. He sees the newspaper and she just smiles
1: at him and drives away. Ooh, so he's like a international bad boy now.
0: I want her back. There's no there's no reason for her to come back because no, I looked no. on IMDb and the, it says the only person who's credited is Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor. And you click see full cast and crew and there's like four or five people and it's Minka Kelly uncredited as girl. Nice. Well played. But I, I want her back but there's also especially now with Paul Walker dead there's no reason for her to be back at all but you know if they ever go to like Texas or wherever uh, you yeah. know I'd like to think that she's Lila Garrity from Friday Night Lights in... Buddy Garrity's Mitsubishi, even though he sells American cars, you better—you bet your ass—he sells American cars. But like in a Mitsubishi from her dad's dealership or whatever, just yeah. Trying to break free of the Jason Street, like the whole Friday Night Lights QB QB one situation, whatever. Going and getting Paul Walker, or maybe this is before—I don't know. But I want—I want this. You want this narrative world. to be somewhere yeah. there, yeah. I agree. He, he
1: encounters some bikers. They want him to race. He says no. They get pulled over. He laughs as they go by. Yeah, and his skyline's like all put together now. And then he comes down to the end. Well, so he gets to a part on the highway where it's like yes. right goes to Miami, left goes to New York. And I didn't cry, but I was just like he'll he'll
0: never make it to New York because they, they go to New York, oh. but he's not there. Oh damn. Right? Yeah. But then he pulls up in Miami, sees some tuners, he's like, Mama, I'm home. He
1: doesn't say that, but you know it's Yeah. A it says to to be continued. The, number, a, two, be continued. the number two be continued. Yeah that's the end of it you know talking about it was a lot more fun than watching it I agree it was it was really boring I'm glad we got to like suss some things out of this but yeah it's it's not like something that you need to watch like it, but it's only six minutes so like just do it you know what I mean like so here's a question for you what in
0: 10 years when we finish the first movies fast and furious minute and we move on to the next thing are we gonna do this for six episodes why not cool so come back in like 20 I'm gonna guess 2028 because I think there'll be bonus episodes by then <laughs> Uh, for the six minutes, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the turbocharged prelude to
1: Too Fast, Too Furious. Exactly. So just, like, you know, hold your emails till then. Just kidding. Send them. Family (laughs) at cageclub.me. Patreon
0: to check out our Fast and Furious Minute. Also, if you want the beginnings of the episodes early. You know, we're just trying... I feel sort of bad because Cassie's been giving us money, and I'm like, you know, stickers are still in progress, and I feel like I want to give... I just want to sort of be... have more of a community, sort of more reason for people to yeah, Go over exactly. There. That's a cool thing. I think.
1: I think it's cool. I thought that we should share the Fast and the Furious minute notes there. Yeah, because it's gonna be fucking comprehensive by the end, right? Like, oh, yeah, this it's gonna be huge. It's gonna have everything that you can imagine. We're for gonna have to self-publish this on Amazon. We we might have to. I don't think we can because it's gonna be like too close to the script. <laughs> like, well, it's gonna be like the script, but like with a lot of bullshit
0: in between. Yeah, fair. But email family at cageclub.me. Anything else, Joe, that you want to say about Turbocharged Prelude? Or... No, just
1: I just checked and you were right. It's a Mitsubishi Clip Spider because I was just looking at the car. So you're thousand percent right, sir. Well,
0: Shout out Mika Kelly for driving that car. I mean, shout yeah. out girl. Come back next week for Too Fast, Too Furious with Chris Malika. Malika? Don't know, still don't know. Going to find out. Come back next week to find out how to say this guy's last name. Uh, yes. He's our guest that we found on Twitter. Then there's going to be Tokyo Drift, normally, and then there's going to be another bonus episode of Los Bandoleros. So, i uh, got some more stuff coming up for you.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a pretty completest lap, huh?
0: What is exciting is that we have the deleted scenes, the commentaries, the gag yes. reels, everything that we can do in a future sort of more completionist lap or whatever, so exactly we got we got nothing but time nothing but nothing things but to watch time, brother. for all things Too Fast Too Forever you can go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram also Too Fast Too Forever on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter as well email yes. us family at cageclub.me check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Too Fast Too Forever and come back next week as we head to Miami with our friend Chris from Twitter it's Brian I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next week for Too Fast, Too Furious right here on Too Fast, Too Forever.
1: I owe you a 10-second car. I owe you a 10-second car.